Losing Weight to Gain Control. Today's topic, focus on your health while losing the weight. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. I'm Gwen S. Alexander, your host. Some of the other things I do are I'm a speaker, I'm a blogger, I also perform on piano, and I write books. Well, I have one out and I'm working on another one besides doing the podcast. Whenever someone asks me, what do you do? It all depends on what's getting my attention at the moment. I actually just booked another speaking engagement for August where I'll be discussing healthy living as a family. Now, that'll probably be a podcast episode in the near future. I also send my blog post out uh, to my subscribers uh, on my email list before it's actually available to read on my website or on Facebook or Twitter or other social media that I'm on. If you want to have it sent directly to your inbox where you can save it or you can print it or read it whenever you, you have the time, you can go to my website, thegwenalexander.com. That's T-H-E-G-W-E-N Alexander.com. And you'll click on the button that says, click here to sign up. Fill in your first name and your email address and just confirm that you want it sent to you. And you'll get them whenever I send them out. I also send out recipes. And just to give you a heads up, I'll be sending out my next recipe within the next few days, which is a peanut butter and chocolate mug cake recipe that uses powdered peanut butter from a blog that I follow called Chocolate Covered Katie. And she has lots of healthier desserts. And so I I advise you to go even look at it if you're a dessert person like me. And you can also follow me on Facebook to keep up with the latest of what I'm doing. And also I post tips about things you can do daily to succeed at this weight loss thing and at your life. On Facebook, you can go to facebook.com backslash the Gwen Alexander, which is just like my website, or you can do a search in Facebook for The Gwen Alexander. I am so pumped with the responses that I've gotten from last week's episode. It was about how to and when to buy a wardrobe while losing weight. I was talking to two of my friends yesterday that has lost enough weight to where their clothes are actually too big on them. And one thing I did forget to mention last week was you can also have your clothes altered or uh, uh, tailored. But then there comes a point when they're just too big to do that and you just might as well buy some new clothes. So if you haven't listened to that episode, take take the time to listen back to that one. Today, I want to talk to you about your health. You may be saying, but Coach Gwen, I am doing something about my health. I'm losing weight, I'm eating healthier, or I'm trying to. I'm starting to become active. And yes, all of those will help you feel better, but there are other aspects of your health that you need to focus on. That goes into what I call the maintenance mindset of working on losing the invisible weight while losing the physical weight. There are the physical aspects of your health and also the mental aspects of your health. Now, I've briefly touched on some of these subjects in previous episodes, but I want to go into more detail today about some of them. 
Now, some of the topics I'll touch on today are realizing when your body is out of whack or out of alignment, knowing when it's time to sleep a little more or relax, knowing when a medication may be doing you more harm than good, and that's whether it's a prescription or something that's labeled natural. And in next week's episode, I'll touch on the mental aspects of your health, such as dealing with things like depression, negative thinking, low self-esteem. I'm a big believer in what goes in your head affects your body because your body knows what your mind thinks. Let's talk about your physical health. One of the things I invest in is going to my chiropractor on a regular basis. I actually didn't start going to the chiropractor until 2005 when I literally could not bend over. I couldn't even tie, put my shoes on, much less tie them. Now, I'd had this happen before when I was in college and just throughout my life. Um, before, and before when that happened, it would take me several days and sometimes weeks to recover. I figured this was happening because of the extra weight that I uh, was carrying and the way I slept at night. I would contort my body into weird positions sometimes when I slept. I would usually wait until it got so bad I couldn't move or barely move. Now, I listen to my body when it's telling me something is wrong, your neck's not moving, or your muscles are really tight, or you're having your, your muscles in your back are having to work really hard to keep you in alignment. I also do stretching, and sometimes my, my muscles are so tight that everything is tense that the muscles around my upper back and around my neck just can't move right. So I, I learn to stretch in between my visits. And the regular stretching actually helps me to go longer, I think, between my visits to my chiropractor. I've even started doing some easier yoga routines to help me stay flexible and moving. Especially after a workout, I don't skip the the stretching routines, and I recommend you don't either. Even um, after walking, I stretch. Some people don't think of walking as exercise, but if you think about it, your lower body is working really hard. And even your arms if you're pumping them hard enough. So I I usually stretch out my whole body after doing a walking workout. Which actually I'm recording this after I finished doing my walking workout for today. Something else I have noticed is right when I realize it's time to visit my chiropractor, even the way I feel is different. I feel irritable and sometimes I don't sleep very well. I used to think it was all in my head, but... I know it wasn't. For me personally, I go about every four to six weeks. My chiropractor knows I will call when it's time. And I ask him lots of questions. And he doesn't mind answering. I want to know why did my body do what it did and what can I do to help it not do that again. Because as much as I like my chiropractor, I do not want to have to be there very often. And I have found that if your doctor sees you're wanting to get involved in figuring out what is going on with you, they will be more willing to help you. Now, you will have some doctors that may not do that, but I think most of them would be willing to, if they see you're really interested, help you. One of my friends had been going to the chiropractor um, and was amazed at how her neck moves much better now. She said she didn't realize how bad it was until she was able to actually turn around and look behind her in her when she's driving to see what was behind her when she was backing up. 
I budget the amount it costs for me to visit my chiropractor into my budget. I look at it as an investment in me. Because there were times when because I was so out of where I couldn't move that I had to cancel things I needed to go to. It's no different than me going to my primary care physician. I ask him lots of questions to when, uh, especially when he prescribes me a medicine I'm not familiar with because I want to be informed. This brings me to the next topic. What kind of medications are you taking? Have you seen those commercials on TV or online about some new medicine that's out? And at the end of the commercial, they talk so fast about the side effects that could happen to you while taking this medication. If you listen really close, it would scare you. Now, I've had allergies all my life. And even as an adult, I am still trying to figure out what triggers them, how to deal with them without medications or minimal medications, uh, especially the ones that make me really sleepy. Some medications can actually lead to weight gain. You may have heard you shouldn't read the side effects of any medicines you get. I read them because I want to know if I'm having any of the symptoms, especially the symptoms that say, call your doctor immediately if you experience this. I didn't have, um, I did have once or twice in my life where I had a bad reaction to something I was taking. One time I started breaking out in, in hives and didn't have a clue what was happening. I went back and read the side effects of this antibiotic I was taking and that was the side effect. And it said, call your doctor if you're experiencing this. And did I mention I waited to read the side effects the next day after I had already taken another one? I've had to be on steroids before when I had a really bad sinus infection. Sometimes you can gain weight while taking steroids. Even though I was only on them a week, I watched really close what I ate and kept on track with my exercise. Several years ago at one of my doctor visits, I mentioned to him about the side effects of some of the medicines that I was reading about. I told him it scared me to even read them. He said when the clinical trials are run, on when they're uh, have putting these new medications out, he said even if you get a cold while taking the medicine, that has to be listed as one of the side effects. Don't be afraid to learn about the medications you are taking, and don't be afraid to ask your doctor about them. Ask them if there are any generic forms of the medicine available, if cost is an issue. And I even asked my doctor, what over-the-counter allergy medicine works best? Never stop taking, though, your medicines that your doctor has prescribed for you without talking to them first about that. You may say, Coach Gwen, the stuff I'm taking is natural. It won't do anything to me. Even when you take medications labeled natural, you still need to know what you are putting into your body. And let your doctor know if you are taking anything natural because it still could interact with any medication that they are prescribing you. I was reading a label on something that is supposed to be natural not too long ago. I wasn't going to read it, but I did. I wanted to know what it was before I put it into my body. It said I could only take it for so many weeks and then I had to stop for a period of time before I could start taking it again. If I, didn't, I, if I didn't, I could develop some side effects that may not be reversible. I stopped right there and said, that's okay. Now, I'm not against anything labeled natural. 
I know several women that have found products to help them with their hot flashes that are over the counter and labeled natural. The main thing is be aware of how it's affecting your body. Whether you're taking prescription medication or medication labeled natural, be aware of how it makes you feel. If it affects the way you f- you think and if it makes you feel worse rather than better, maybe you, you well first of all you need to talk to your doctor if it's prescription medication and if it is something labeled natural, maybe you need to research it and maybe not take it for a period of time. Stress, sleeping, and relaxation. Now these should be easy to identify and deal with, but they are some of the ones that are the most challenging. Bill Cartwright, who's the author of the book called The New Stress Response Diet and Lifestyle, says stress is something you manage. You will always have some type of stress in your life. He says you either live in the red zone or in the green zone. The red zone is when you are letting stress manage you. The green zone is when you manage your stress. That's why it's so important to take, even if it's 10 minutes a day, to look at your life. Look at your relationships. Look at your finances. Uh, think about you know how, how are you feeling. All these things affect your health. Now, one way to manage stress is by getting sleep. I talk about this in my book, Losing Weight to Gain Control. And I don't mean just sleep, but restful sleep. If I get five good hours of restful sleep, I'm better than getting eight restless hours of sleep. I've also learned by being mindful and paying attention to my body that during the winter, I need more sleep than I do when it's summer or the weather is warmer. During the winter, I usually need at least seven to eight hours of sleep. And then I notice when the weather is warmer, I only need five to six. I know it sounds strange, but that's what I've learned my body does. When I wake up, I ask myself, how do I feel? Well, usually it takes me a couple of seconds to ask that. You know, some of the things I think about, okay, do I feel rested? And if I don't, why don't I feel rested? Maybe I went to bed too late. Maybe I didn't power down like I should have. Maybe there is a situation that is bothering me that I need to deal with. Even if I slept well, I ask myself, wow, how can I do that again? Did I relax a little more before going to bed? Did I listen to some relaxing music? Even when you have good results, figure out what you did so you can replicate them. What do you do to relax? Sleeping and relaxing are two different things. One definition of relaxation that I saw that I like says it's the state of being free from tension and anxiety. Too bad we can't. Well, like Bill Cartwright says, you can live in that green zone. You just have to work at it a little bit. I've learned that daily I have to take time to relax. When I was a child and much of my adult life, I could not relax. I thought if I relaxed and enjoyed myself, Somehow that would make me not work as hard on accomplishing my goals. Sounds weird, but you have to know some of my background to know why I felt that way. When I finally did do something I enjoyed, I was so burned out, I couldn't even enjoy myself. Relaxing will help your muscles to not be as tight, which could result in fewer chiropractic visits, or even may result in having to take fewer muscle relaxers if you are taking them.
I have a routine before I go to bed. I don't have any electronic devices open as far as I what I read they would stimulate me instead of helping me to relax. I do have some relaxing piano music playing, but I set the timer for it to turn off automatically after 20 minutes because by then I am out. I don't watch TV at least an hour before I go to bed because I don't want to fall asleep in the chair in front of the TV. And the reason I don't do this is I've learned what happens is I wake up, you know, I look at the clock, think, okay, I only have so many hours of sleep, and then I go to bed and can't fall back asleep or it's not restful sleep. Then you're going to probably be tired because your sleep got interrupted. I was tired of it, so I stopped falling asleep in front of the TV. If you have children, start teaching them, whether they're younger or older, that at this time, this is when we're going to power down. To me, power down means we get quiet, we start relaxing. You tell them that this is going to be our routine. Actually, this is a way to teach them how to deal with stress when they get older. Because one day, they will have to deal with this. So help them learn how to deal with stress without turning to food to make them supposedly feel better. And that brings me to the last point. What you eat affects how you feel. I'm a big, big advocate of you can eat whatever you want and still lose weight. Learn how many calories you need and portion your food out. But what you will realize is certain foods make you feel, okay, crappy. And certain foods give you the right energy and make you feel better. Now, I'm not trying to be gross, but certain foods help your intestinal tract, help you eliminate waste from your body without maybe having to take uh, products to help you go to the bathroom. I've only taken laxative once in my life, and I don't ever want to do that again. It was not a pleasant experience. But what happened was I was not eating properly to make my body do the job that it needed to do. And I know it was because of the food I was eating. Now, I can't make you eat fruit instead of cookies or a candy bar. I can't make you add different types of greens and vegetables into your eating plan instead of potato chips and maybe other processed foods. I can't make you do this. I give you the information and you take it and do the work. Most of us know what we should be eating. I knew that I shouldn't have been eating fast food so much or these rich desserts and huge pizzas all the time. That was mainly what I ate. I knew I should have been having greens like salad, you know, the darker lettuce. I knew I should have limited my rich desserts, but I didn't want to, I'll be honest. I would eat the bad stuff and pay for it. I felt horrible. My body was always tired. I was tired mentally and physically, all because I was eating foods with a high sugar content and little to no nutritional value. Now, I'm not getting into the list of foods you should eat today. I've done that on previous podcasts. You need to be conscious of how your body reacts to the food you put into it. This is a part of taking care of your health. I discovered years ago that I'm lactose intolerant just because I noticed a pattern of how my body felt anytime I had dairy products. I was surprised I didn't notice it sooner. Now we have all these lactose-free foods and items, but back in the day when I figured it out, only really we had was soy milk, and it was grainy, and it didn't taste so good. 
Luckily today we have all the, all, I have all these different options now for lactose-free uh, types of food. Remember, the type of food you put into your body will affect how you feel. It's your decision of how you want to feel. Losing weight doesn't automatically make you healthier. It's more than just food and exercise. It's taking a total body approach. You aren't going to get all this done in one day or even one year. It's a process of steps. It's a journey not just for a short time, but for a lifetime. Until next time, Coach Gwen says, losing weight doesn't automatically make you healthier, but it gets you going in the right direction on your journey to weight maintenance. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise programs.